0: Hello and welcome to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast and this is episode J. I'm Wayne, I'm your host. This is where we keep Christmas alive every two weeks all year round with Christmas traditions and music and history and some fun facts. I'm in Manchester in England but we have a community of listeners all around the world. Thanks for being part of it. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Coming up today, we've got J4, the main man, Jesus, and two other characters in the Christmas story, Joseph and John the Baptist. I'll also introduce you to the Jesse tree, the Yulbok, and the Journey of the Magi, and other Js. And we have two songs for the price of one, Joy to the World, and Jingle Bells. There's a couple of things that those two songs have in common. Can you work out what they are? This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Let's start here. J is for Jesus Christ and two men who prepared the way for him. The central belief of Christians is that God sent his son to this earth to offer saving love to people. The name of this saviour is Jesus. That name is the same name as the Old Testament Joshua. And his mum in her own language would probably have called him Yeshua. That name means God saves. The name Christ isn't a name, it's a title. The title is the same word as Messiah. Messiah is Hebrew, Christ is Greek. It's the title of the one promised to the Jewish people, the anointed one, the one who would come to save his people. And Christmas, of course, is the festival that marks the birth of Jesus. That's why J for Jesus needs to be included here in our Christmas alphabet. For Christians, it's the coming of hope into the world. Also, J is for Joseph the husband of Mary, who the Bible tells us was not the actual father, but the stepfather of Jesus. An angel told Joseph that Mary's baby was from God, and he believed and he stood by Mary and married her anyway. Joseph was a builder. The word carpenter is usually used, but that word can mean anyone who makes things. Joseph is portrayed as a good man, and is a hero of the Christmas story. And Jay is also for another character in the account of Jesus. That's John, known as John the Baptist, a cousin of Jesus who was born just a few months before him and part of the promise of his birth. John the Baptist went on to prepare the world for Jesus and to baptise him in the Jordan River. So three J's, Jesus, the heart of it all, and two who led the way, Joseph and John. All J's in the story of the first Christmas. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. And today we're looking at all things Christmas, starting with the letter J. J is for Yulbok. Now, when is a J not a J? When it's a Y. We've already had J for Jesus, whose name in Aramaic or Hebrew would have been Yeshua. And there's a lot of Christmas traditions that could be included in my alphabet under Y rather than J. And some of them derive from Y for Yule or J for Yule in Scandinavian languages, J-U-L. And I'm going to leave the word Yule itself until the letter Y, because that's been anglicised to Y-U-L-E. But the Nordic Christmas is still full of traditions that are Yule something, spelt J-U-L. So I'm having a brief look at them today. Yule, with a J, is just the Swedish and Norwegian word for Christmas, with its own rich history and culture. Fascinating history. I've already mentioned the Yule cap when I was talking about G for gift giving, but I want to do one more J for Yule here. This one is J for Yulebok. J-U-L-B-O-C-K. Yulebok is the Swedish term for the Yule goat or the Christmas goat which has its origins in one of those companions that goes around with St. Nicholas. Or it could be older than that, going back to pre-Christian times. There are suggestions that this goat was associated with legends of Yule before the Christian era. Anyway, after the Protestant Reformation, the Yulebok, the Christmas goat, kind of took over from St. Nicholas as the one who brought you gifts the Yulebok became the gift-giver. But then later, the Yulebok became the one who pulled the sleigh for another giver of good things and another jay, an elf called Yultomten. So the Swedish Yulebok has changed over the years from being a Krampus figure to being a Santa figure to being a Rudolf figure. <laughs> and then in Finland, the equivalent of... The Yulupuki, which also means Yule Goat, has turned into Santa Claus. And Yulupuki in Finland is now the name that is given to the figure you would recognize to look at him as Santa Claus, who gives gifts along with his wife. These days, the Yulebok, the goat, is most likely to be seen in Sweden as a Christmas ornament. Very common Christmas ornament on a tree or on a table display. But in some towns you can see a Yulebok as a a giant goat, a great big character made of straw in a public Christmas display, which in some places regularly gets burned down by the end of the Christmas season. That's J for Yulebok. Today we're on the letter J and this is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. And J is for the Jesse tree. The Jesse tree is named after another man in the Bible. And if you think Jesse is a funny name for a man, it's spelt J-E-S-S-E, like Jesse James. Jesse was the father of King David and therefore an ancestor of Jesus. A Jesse tree is a bit like an advent calendar, I suppose, in the way it's used by some people to count down the days to Christmas. But instead of opening windows, you have a little tree and you put on the branches reminders of the ancestry of Jesus. And these objects that you put onto the tree represent the way the world was prepared for the coming of Jesus through the prophets and the Bible and all those who prepared the way for his coming, and the promises they made, and the promises that we as Christians inherit through the coming of Jesus. So if you see some little trees around in the preparation for Christmas, that's what they are. They're called Jesse Trees. The origins of the Jesse Tree go back to medieval art, and you might see them in some really old churches in stained glass windows. You'll see a a picture of a tree with branches coming out and each of the branches represent those people who came before Jesus and the promises of his coming. That's the Jesse tree. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. J is for Jesse tree. Today we're looking at all things Christmas starting with the letter J. I'm going to finish with two songs today. But first, a rundown of some things that nearly made a full entry into this podcast, but didn't quite get there. Let me mention the film Jingle All The Way. That's a 1996 film in which Arnold Schwarzenegger is desperate to buy a Turboman action figure. He has promised his son for Christmas. It's a bit of fun, that film. And there's another film made two years later, 1998, called Jack Frost, which has Michael Keaton as another father feeling guilty for letting down his family. But this one takes a dark turn when Keaton's character is killed in a car crash. But he still manages to return to his family for Christmas, with the twist that he comes back as a snowman. Maybe the earliest ever Christmas carol deserves a mention here. That's a song that was written in the 300s AD, composed by Saint Hilary of Poitiers. Uh, It's the oldest Christmas carol that we know about. There may have been earlier ones, but they've got lost in history. This one is in Latin. It's called Jesus refulsit omnium, which means Jesus, the brilliance of all, the brightness of all. Uh, It's about the wise men and the star, and you can find it on YouTube if you're interested. It's not the most jolly of tunes, but have a listen if you like. We could mention J for Japan, and the curious modern custom in Japan of eating fried chicken on Christmas Day, specifically chicken provided by KFC. Ever since 1974, Christmas in Japan has been linked to KFC after a clever marketing campaign persuaded Japanese people that this was the traditional way of marking the festival. Christmasu Niwa Kentucky, or Kentucky for Christmas, forgive my pronunciation of the Japanese, became what you should do at Christmas, and it's remained the way many families celebrate the day. And Colonel Sanders, dressed as Santa Claus, has for many Japanese people now become the symbol of Christmas. And one more quick one, a poem to squeeze in here for Jay, is The Journey of the Magi by T.S. Eliot. That's the one that starts a cold coming we had of it, just the worst time of the year, about the difficult journey the wise men had to Bethlehem. But we're going to finish this Jay episode of the Christmas Alphabet podcast, as we do, not just with one song, but with two songs that have a few things in common. For a start, neither of them were written as Christmas songs, but are both now inextricably linked to Christmas. And of course, they both start with the letter J. Let's have a look at those on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. Where J is first of all for Joy to the World. Joy to the World is part of the Christmas carol repertoire. You'll hear it in carol concerts and you'll hear the tune played by bands. It's a brass band favourite. It shouts out joy and it shouts out it's Christmas. But the words don't mention Christmas, not really. It starts joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king which sounds like it might be about Christmas, but the rest of the words are about something else. They're looking forward to the final second coming of Jesus, that time when Christians believe that Jesus will return as king of the world and set this whole sorry mess back to rights. Churches do usually think about the second coming of Jesus in the weeks leading up to Christmas, which is the same time that we sing Christmas carols usually, so it doesn't really matter. But I think the writer of this carol would be surprised to find this song mixed up with the way we do Christmas. The author of the words is Isaac Watts, the greatest English hymn writer of the 18th century. He was a British free church minister based in London. We have him to thank for When I Survey the Wondrous Cross and other classics. The inspiration for Joy to the World is Psalm 98 in the Bible, which says things like, Shout for joy to the Lord. He has made his salvation known. He judges the world in righteousness. Lots of the words that are in the hymn. The hymn was published in a book he called Psalms imitated in the language of the New Testament. I think the popularity of Joy to the World comes from the words of the first line. We need that joy. And it also comes from the tune that we sing it to these days. The tune was written 130 years after the words by Bostonian Lowell Mason. Some parts of the tune are um, borrowed from Handel's Messiah, including the first four notes, which come straight from Messiah's chorus, Lift up your heads, same tune. Lowell Mason was a big fan of Handel and promoted his music. So his imitation of Handel should be seen as a compliment, not a reason to call the lawyers. It's a great tune, it's very singable, and has made this Advent song an essential part of our Christmas repertoire. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. J is for Joy to the World, and J is for Jingle Bells. Just ten years after Lowell Mason was writing the tune that we use for Joy to the World in Boston, another Christmas, not Christmas classic, was being written by another Bostonian man called James Lord Pierpont. In fact, while Lowell Mason was born in Medfield, Massachusetts, the town that claims to be the birthplace of Jingle Bells is Medford, Massachusetts. It's not the same place, but it's a town with a similar name on the other side of Boston. And just to make this more complicated... Medford, Massachusetts, and Savannah, Georgia, which is a thousand miles south of Medford, both claim Jingle Bells as their song. Jingle Bells, like Joy to the World, was not written as a Christmas song. Pierpont was a songwriter by trade and a musical arranger, and his song that he called One Horse Open Sleigh was first heard at a church Thanksgiving concert in Savannah, Georgia, in 1857, though the people of Medford claim he wrote it there seven years earlier. The song is by Pierpont, but it's not very original. It's in the style of many sleigh songs of its time. It's clearly the product of a professional songwriter working his craft. It's a song about going on a sleigh ride at holiday time, in this case, Thanksgiving holiday time a man taking the rare opportunity to be alone with a young woman. But something about that song had a particular appeal. I think it must be that chorus, with its rhythmical hook and repeated words. And when the song was reissued, it was reissued not under its original title, but it was simply called Jingle Bells, because that's how people remembered it. It became familiar just as recorded music became possible. And that's another reason for its popularity. It was released on wax cylinders, on acetate, and on vinyl, and ever since has kept an enduring appeal. In fact, in 1965, Jingle Bells became the first song to be broadcast from space, when the Gemini 6 astronauts smuggled a harmonica and sleigh bells onto their spaceship and played the song while orbiting the Earth. From a song that was a celebration of letting your hair down at Thanksgiving, Jingle Bell soon attached itself to Christmas without even mentioning Christmas in its words. But it has snow, it has bells, it has people having fun. What more could you ask for as a Christmas song? So, we have two songs, each starting with J, each firm favourites at Christmas, both with Boston connections, and neither... Originally written for the Christmas season. I give you joy to the world and jingle bells. This is the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. I'm your host on the Christmas Alphabet Podcast. My name's Wayne, and it's time to wrap up this letter J episode of our little podcast. All the music on this podcast is in the public domain or used for review purposes. Please do spread the word amongst any of your friends who love Christmas. Tell them to subscribe to the Christmas Alphabet Podcast, please. You can follow us on social media. Uh, We're on Christmas Alphabet Podcast on Facebook. We have a page there. We're at, at Christmas Alpha on Twitter. Uh, Christmas Alphabet on Instagram. You can please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app. That really helps. Or just give us a comment on Facebook. Love you to do that. You might want to call into our website. That's christmasalphabet.com and you can also send me a note through our website or simply by emailing wayne at christmasalphabet.com. I'll be back in two weeks with an episode starting with the letter K and I'll tell you how I got caught up in a Krampus run in Austria and we'll look at Kings and Chris Kringle and I'll see if we can find a Christmas song starting with K. If you want to suggest a good one please let me know. Please subscribe, please spread the word, thank you for being with us. And may the joy of Christmas be with you all year round.